Welcome to the Southern Glow Podcast. My name is Carrie Hyatt Richmond. I'm a wife, extra needs mama, homeschool teacher, fantasy author, and empath. I'm here with one goal in mind, to enrich your entire world by empowering you to live in it authentically and honestly as the exact soul you were sent here to be. It's time to release all the outdated cultural paradigms, generational facades, and hectic patterns that are draining the magic out of your days. By choosing to anchor back into your soul and to reconnect with your intuition, you will compose a unique harmonic identity that enriches every aspect of your life. I cannot wait to share all the tools, shifts, and rituals that you can implement to step into the reality you've been longing for. I know that we're going to have the best time connecting, so thank you for pushing play today. Now, let's reclaim your glow. Hello, everyone. I am so excited to be here today with a very dear friend of mine. This is going to be probably one of my favorite podcasts. (laughs) I've been dreaming of it for so long, and I am very excited to introduce you guys to Jess. Um, I'll just give you like a little brief rundown, but then I'm going to let her properly introduce herself. So Jess is my astrologer. And before everyone gets their knickers in a wad, it's okay. Calm down. We are going to have a beautiful conversation today that I think is going to realign some old thought patterns you might've had about astrology, especially tied to religion here in the South. Um, and we are just, I don't know, this is going to be a great conversation. So everybody buckle up, let's go. And without further ado, Jess, would you like to introduce yourself? Oh, I would. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited for you and this new podcast, and I'm so happy to be here. Um, I'm Jessica Champion of Guidepost Creative, and I am an intuitive astrologer and lunar coach. I translate the stars, and I am also an elemental and holistic creative solutions practitioner. So everything that I provide from marketing to astrology is all through the lens of getting to know your energetic blueprint, and that's the way I can most authentically represent you in any of the services that I offer. Absolutely beautiful. And you do such an incredible job of that. I think that's one of the things that resonated with me from the get-go is I was obviously very curious about astrology um, and had just do my big three reading. And it wasn't just, it was a brief overview because there is so much, but she had done such a beautiful job of condensing it. And it really is such a personalized thing. And she is so graceful walking that very fine line of not just throwing a bunch of information at you, but also allowing you to absorb, ask the questions. And I think it's important that maybe we even stop here before you and I jump in and I'm going to fill the listeners in on my personal background with astrology and how I came to you because that was actually a long time coming and a huge hurdle for me as you are well aware. Um, but I think it's important that I fill everyone in. So my backstory, if this is your first time here or hundredth time here, welcome back. But I was born and raised in South Carolina. My religious background is Southern Baptist. So I was raised in the Southern Baptist church. We went every month, every Sunday, every Wednesday, Sunday school, all the things. And I don't know why, but from a very young age, I have always been absolutely not just fascinated with the stars, 
but I feel very drawn to them in ways that are hard to verbalize. And at some point in my young life, I heard of astrology and I realized that everyone had a sign. And so of course, curious little Carrie starts finding, I think it was in the newspaper too. I think there was a period of my life where every Sunday we got a paper and my siblings would pull out all the comics and stuff. And I would secretly try to steal the lifestyle section because it had the horoscopes in it. And whenever I was found looking at them, it was, you know, no, that is of the devil. Horoscopes are bad. You know, you can't trust anything but the Bible. Put that away. And so I was afraid of being not just judged because I was a young child, but I was, I was worried of doing the wrong thing. I was worried of not being a good Christian. And I was also so conflicted because every time I did get my tiny little hands on one of these papers and I read about Virgos, which y'all I'm a double Virgo, as I found out in later years. So not only do like surface level Virgo things resonate with me deeper, all of it. So every time I read anything about a Virgo, it resonated with me so deeply. And I thought it just doesn't make sense. How can this be wrong when this feels so aligned with who I am? And it feels like it's a better explanation of how I feel things and how is this tool wrong? Um, which we will definitely get into, but so I, I was put off and shut down as a young child, which, you know, my parents were just doing what they were raised to do and what they thought was best. But so for years and years, I, I really struggled with having this earnest desire to learn more about astrology and to lean into this side of myself, but also feeling very conflicted because I felt like to uphold the standards that my family had and my religion had, I had to shut it down because it was quote unquote wrong and bad. <laughs> um, so fast forward, <laughs> we will fast forward about 20 years, um, until my dark night of the soul, all the things melt down, my life falls apart and I begin my healing journey. And actually Jess is the second coach that I brought in as part of that experience in my journey. Um, I did a lot of, um, healing work, looking through old traumas, patterns, really getting to know myself for a year or two with Gervais, um, who I'll also link again in the bio and kind of came to a point where I realized that I was really comfortable with the growth that we'd done. I was ready to know more. And actually, I think she had a program at the time that had, she would bring in special guests and they would have little segments and talk about different things. And one of these was astrology. And so now unafraid to be myself and to allow myself to be curious about all the things that I'm curious about. I was so excited. I watched the episode that you had with Gervais, listened to that conversation and immediately just felt this connection with you and the way that you spoke. And it just so deeply resonated with me that I thought this is the next right step. This is I'm finally ready to explore this Avenue and you are absolutely like the, I was ready for the teacher and boom, there you were. I just love how that has unfolded time and time again in my life. It was so perfectly aligned. So I, um, contacted Jess and set up, I can't remember if we did a mini reading first or we went right to my big three, but I remember you guys, I just sat there in awe, my jaw was probably on the ground for most of it because I just kept thinking in my head, 
how do you know all of this about me? <laughs> like, you don't know me, but you know me in ways that it just astounded me. Um, and of course, now I've come to learn, you know, things like my Saturn return and things that were just like all part of this perfect little storm, if you will, at the time that had a big influence on all of my curiosity and the alignments and the fall aparts and um, and we can maybe even touch on that because that was just a big light bulb for me was what people a lot of times in our culture will reference very negatively as being your midlife crisis and you're losing it and you're falling apart is so coincided with your Saturn return. And it can actually be such a beautiful time of growth. And so I'll let you touch on that at some point, but we connected. I was absolutely astounded that this woman that I didn't even know knew so much about me by just looking at my birth chart. And it was also, I will say in another way, very reassuring to me before we even did our work together when I learned about the big three. So just going to assume here that no one, that everyone here doesn't know anything about astrology. And if you do, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I had no idea you had more than a sun sign. Of course, I spent most of my life being turned away from this and told not to look into it. You know, it's, it's witchy, it's bad, it's evil, etc. So when I found out that you had actually three signs, a sun, a rising, and a moon sign, I was very intrigued. Um, needless to say, during my big three reading, all of them hit home and explained so many pieces of myself that I had never fully understood before. And it was just like a lot of light bulbs at once going, ah, this is it. This makes so much sense to me. And then one of the things that had always kind of lingered in the back of my mind is I have a brother who is um, three years and three or three years and one day apart from me. Um, So we almost shared a birthday by like a matter of hours. And my husband's birthday is a couple of days before mine too. And I'd always thought there can't be too much truth to this. You know, I probably am leaning way too far into this because it resonates so much with me because I look at my brother and my husband who are also Virgos and they are nothing like me. I mean, (laughs) I'm a Virgo to a T times infinity and they are not. And so then after I learned about the three signs, I got really curious and I never pulled my brothers. I should, that would be so funny, but I pulled my husband's chart. I think right after we had my big three talk and I can't even remember what it was. I'm sure I wrote it down or printed it out, but I realized that he had a different rising sign, which please correct me if I'm mistaken, but your rising is the sign that's almost like the persona that you present yourself to the world as, as the mask that you wear, how everyone perceives you. And while he was a Virgo son, his rising was something totally different. And when I read the attributes of it, my jaw hit the floor again. And I was like, that is Jordan. That is my husband. Oh my gosh. All right. That's it. I'm a believer. Like, this is (laughs) (laughs) and it's just been such a beautiful journey. And we've had a couple of different at this point now, um, stages in it where we've worked together in different levels and capacities, but that whole journey leading up to me having this huge internal battle was kind of what I really wanted to hit home on today. I'm sure there's so many beautiful avenues you and I could venture on at some point. So I would love to, I'm sure have you back on as many times as you would like to, but for today, I really thought, you know, if there are other listeners out there like me who, maybe secretly have been so curious and pulled to the stars and maybe found little bits of truth in them themselves, but also felt this, you know, conflicting notion that because I am 
a Christian or because I'm a Southern Baptist or because of my religion, I have always been told this is wrong. So let's revisit that. How did this pervasive narrative get started? Because we've actually found really interesting evidence in the Bible that points to the contrary. So it's just an, a conversation that needs to be had. And I'm excited to have it with you. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so honored. Thank you so much for recapping that journey and that story for me, because it's just, it's like, it blesses me to hear it because, um, you know, way back when you first found me through that little magic lesson, I think it was called that I did with Gervais and her community portal. Um, you know, I was not really sure if anybody was going to resonate with it or, you know, book me from that. And then, like you said, you were ready and there I was. And that, and that's how I felt about you too. I felt like it was such an aligned, um, partnership really and collaboration because everything that we're doing is a conversation. I mean, the stars talk to us if we listen. And so astrology is really meant to be conversational. And I'm so glad that you touched on that, um, experience that you had in our first reading, which was the big three, that is the mini reading. And it's important to say that even though it's a lot of information being distilled down that big three, that sun, moon and rising, that's still just barely scratching the surface of your astrological blueprint. Because I mean, we have 10 major planetary bodies. We have asteroids. We have all these other things that we look at all of these layers. And it's, it's, you know, my responsibility to make sure that the information that I'm distilling and transmitting to you is not going to overwhelm you, but rather resonate in a way that makes you feel like, okay, I'm ready to dive in and, and get more. So then I think from there, we did your full reading and we had our year long container. And, and now here we are in year two, which I'm again, so honored that you've chosen me to work with, but yeah, let's debunk some myths. Let's get into it. Um, yeah. God, where to start? I know. <laughs> I feel like we need someone to just like throw like a coin on the table. And this is like, okay, where we start um, and touching on too. Yes. The big three is just scratching the surface and it feels at the time, like so much information and it rocks your world. And then you guys, I actually printed it out and I have, I have it sitting right here behind me. Um, I'm actually going to show Jess, this is my astrology binder. I love that. <laughs> As we worked together and when she pulled my, my chart and I remember feverishly when we did the real chart at my hand was like cramping. I was not, I, it was, it all resonated. It all sounded so important. And I was trying to write it all down. And I remember you just so lovingly looked at me and you said, Carrie, don't worry. I'm going to send you all of this. You can just relax and listen and receive it. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, it just is hitting home so much. And you did. Oh my goodness. I, I printed out a miniature booklet and it's, you know, all about me. And it is just so incredibly cool to have this tool to reference again, over and over again, as I come to different points in my life. And like you said, there are so many factors in play that you learn about the more that I work with you or someone, you know, leans into this you're not just looking at, you know, sun, moon, rising, all the planets, all the asteroids, all the things, and they're always in motion. Um, so there's just always something magical brewing, if you will, for lack of a better term. Um, it's like a story that's always unfolding. And you know how sometimes like you watch a movie and then you watch it the second time and you, you 
observe something that you didn't notice the first time. And then you might watch the movie a third time if you really liked it and see something that you didn't notice even the second time. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what your chart is like. And that's why I provide people with the whole transcript, the whole write-up that takes, you know, months to prepare. And I give them the video recording so that you can go back and listen. And depending where you are in your life and, and how the planets are transiting your chart at any given time, you might hear something that didn't resonate at first. And then you know, maybe the second time through, you're like, oh my God, now I know what that means. And so it's all about, you know, just listening and, and having that conversation and finding the meaning. It is. It's really fun almost as a floor map too, to look back. I find myself sometimes at the end of something looking back in hindsight, and then you can reference this and it just helps clarify things in your own mind and validate your experience that, okay, yes, I did go through this and I I learned so much. This was a part of my story. I don't know. It's just almost hard to explain, but I do want to try to stay on topic. Okay. (laughs) Let's let's debunk the myth. So originally, of course, um, my husband and I have a very similar background. So when I started getting curious and feeling comfortable and leaning into working with Jess, of course, it, it started a conversation in our home between my husband and I, because he was still singing the same song, which I totally understand um, because we came from the same background of, whoa, whoa, whoa. It sounds like you're like dabbling in witchcraft now. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, honey, no, no, no. Let's just pull this back. And so I came to you and I said, Jess, how do you even begin <laughs> Like I'm at this point, I've been on this journey for so long and I've done a lot of this work myself, but for someone who is still very much locked in to this is how it's always been. And they've never maybe even thought to question it themselves or had that desire to, which my husband has not. And that's totally fine as his journey. And I'm not here to meddle with it. Um, but you know, for someone like that, I, I remember coming to you and saying, I don't even know how to begin to try to explain to him that this is Okay. <laughs> because I know it is. Um, and you were able to give me such beautiful insight and reference, even some incredible verses that you had found in your own work and over the years. Um, so maybe we can start with some of those, or if you have any other. Yeah. Um, and let me just preface this all by saying that, like, I love so much that you leaned into your intuition and allowed yourself to be led by your curiosity. I think that's, you know, that's just like a divine thing. You know what I mean? Your inner knowing led you. And I'm so glad that I was the one that was on your path when that happened. Um, and yeah, you know, I'm a Christian too. And so of course, similar questions arose for me on my journey when I was, you know, going down this path of healing and exploration and, and similar to you, I was always drawn to astrology um, even as a little girl. And I sort of let it fall by the wayside because again, like we're not at the, at the time I wasn't really sure, like, is, is this right? You know, very similar to what you shared. Um, but when I knew that this was calling to me, um, to be like work that I do in the world, um, of course I had to, you know, investigate and I had to pray on it and think on it and really, um, delve into, you know, the meaning of it all. And so what I found, Um, I mean, the first place I went was the Bible because astrology is a practice that predates biblical times. I mean, astrology was used, um, by ancient civilizations, you know, 
going as far back as like the Incas, the Mayans in Mesopotamia, and, you know, of course, later the the ancient Greeks and the Romans. Um, But it was a calendar. It was a weather vane. It was a roadmap. It was the way they planned their agriculture, their commerce. I mean, there wasn't technology, there wasn't Google. So astrology was meteorology. I mean, even the, the farmer's almanac gives some of the most accurate astrological, you know, forecasts and depictions of, you know, exactly what to do for crops. And people have been relying on that for, I don't even know how many years, but, um, you know, I went to the Bible and to my surprise, well, not really surprised, but, um, to my relief, I guess I would say, I found that astrology was really deeply embedded in not only the biblical text itself, but even just like, there's so much dialogue in the Bible that beautifully references astrology. Um, I mean, even like the Magi in the book of Matthew, they're following star signs to lead them to Jesus. And I just think that's like such a beautiful image of, you know, how we can reframe this and how we can shift this perspective is like, astrology is a practice and a tool that gives us divine understanding it's not trying to control something it's not trying to change something it's kind of illuminating for us a relationship and I think that that's the way God intended it so why don't we just launch into a couple of the verses that maybe will soothe uh the worries of some of the listeners and then as we get them kind of calmed down we can go into some of the other that sounds good and not judging you guys I I know from personal experience this is you know it's a touchy subject and, you know, if you have to tread lightly, you know, cause people like things the way that they are. And when you come in threatening to change or question, what they're so comfortable having known, you know, I think in a way it almost kind of makes them feel triggered that you're questioning their own integrity that, well, don't you think that if I thought this was incorrect, I would have looked into it myself. So no judgment here. We are just sharing what we found, all the facts and yes, let's hear some verses. Okay. So, I mean, the first one that's, that was just plain as day to me was in the book of Luke in verse 21, there will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars, Jesus says. And so, you know, obviously I think that a tenet of, of Christianity, no matter what denomination you are, that we all share this belief as, as, you know, God, as the creator of everything, right. Creator of the universe, creator of the sun, moon, and stars. So if he created it, how can our study of it be wrong. Mm. Right. That was my first thought. And then throughout the old Testament, there's more references in Daniel. Um, astrology is listed as one of the modes of knowledge and understanding that the prophets are taught. Um, you know, in Psalm 19, we see the heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands day after day. They pour forth speech night after night, they reveal knowledge. And so this is clearly depicting, you know, the heavens, the celestial bodies as speaking to us, as giving us information. Yes. We also have, um, a reference in the book of Isaiah where God is kind of, taunting evil powers or denouncing false prophets. And he's saying, now let the astrologers, those who prophesy by the stars and predict by the new moons, stand up and save you from what will come upon you. And what he's saying there is that 
astrologers who study the stars, the planets, the map that God has given us will be able to give accurate information about future events, but that won't be able to save people who oppose God. So we've got this kind of interwoven um, concept of what is it to worship a false God? What is it to oppose God? And where does astrology come into that? And I think that there's some confusion. I think the lines have been blurred, um, which is totally understandable. I mean, anytime you get close to a sensitive topic like this, it's so easy to pull back and, and close the book and be like, nope, wrong. It was mentioned in the same sentence as false gods and, and worshiping and idolatry and no, wrong. Um, and what God is saying here really is that, and we all know, you know, especially in, even in the Ten Commandments, like any form of idolatry is is wrong. Um, what he's saying, though, is that astrology is not a body of worship. It's not another deity. Nobody's worshiping the sun, moon, and stars. They're interpreting the sun, moon, and stars that were given as really a, a gift from God as information to help understand and to help, I think, reinforce the message and the prophecy that that God and all of his other prophets were trying to convey. And so it could be seen as, I would say, even protective in times when there were, you know, evil rulers who were opposing God. And this happens again in Jeremiah, you know, the prophet says that the stars have key information about the future and that we shouldn't be scared of it, but we should revere it. You know, God is known as the maker of Orion, the Pleiades and the constellations. We know that in Deuteronomy, um, the key idea is that there are many minor divinities connected to astral bodies. And so to read the stars is to see an interplay of all these divine beings. Um, the number 12 happens again and again. There's this lovely synchronicity between the Bible and, you know, astrology where there are 12 disciples. There are 12 tribes of Israel. There are 12 signs or constellations of the Zodiac. Um, each sign is said to be connected to a different archangel. You know, for example, uh, the sign cancer is connected to the archangel Gabriel. Okay. And so this Zodiac imagery is just so common throughout the Bible. You know, um, if you are an avid reader of the Bible, you probably can remember um, imagery about the lion, the bull, the water bearer. These are regular, you know, biblical images. and um, other, you know, animals and, you know, celestial bodies, constellations just, just float through that literature so beautifully. It's no coincidence. Mm -hmm. I mean, even in Genesis, like Joseph has a dream, um, of the sun and the moon and the stars that were like bowing down to him. And so these prophetic dreams, um, I think really speak to the way that God intended astrology to be used these prophets that were in the Bible are ones that were kind of appointed by God himself. So they were not obviously going to be practicing something that God thought was against him. Mm -hmm. You know, I believe I have other ones too. I can keep going. If you oh, I know I'm sure we could go all day and thank you. That was such a beautiful, quick overview. And I'll make sure that I um, get all of these in the show notes for you guys. And then you know, there is just a wealth of information out there and 
verses you can reference and things that you can do if you find yourself to be more curious about this. Um, so we would definitely be happy to help point you in the right direction to different articles or different verses. But I mean, the matter of the fact stands that when you actually go and reference your Bible for, like you said, almost the reassurance that I'm not doing something evil or bad, or, you know, I'm, you know, being a quote unquote good Christian, that was like my biggest fear growing up. Cause I was, um, just a perfectionist, goody, goody, whatever. And it was, I was so afraid of doing anything that was wrong, <laughs> but then I think had it not been for this significant pull that I've always felt towards celestial sky. And I think that could be, you know, part of like you even referenced where a lot of this dialogue has gotten twisted and misconstrued is, you know, it is very easy to, well, I won't say very easy because this isn't my personal experience. Um, it is very easy to probably listen to someone who sounds like they know what they're talking about and actually fall victim to someone who is using, you know, astrology. But I think, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong. I think we even found a verse that almost helped clarify. So you have to be very careful. And I know that you are, and you come from a very genuine place um, of, God-fearing place of looking at everything that you pull for me and our charts and all the things that we look at, but you could be going and seeking out an astrologer who worships something else that is not God. And so I think that's where a lot of maybe the fear has come from is it's like, okay, well, if we can't trust all astrologers, let's just trust none of them because that's just easier. Let's just make it bad. It's evil. No one go there because maybe few people had this interaction where they were trusting someone who had their wrong intentions and were not following, you know, the correct path or, you know, I don't even know, but I think we could do this all day. It's like why everyone's afraid of it. But the fact of the matter is there isn't a need to be. And it very clearly shows us in the Bible that it's created to be a beautiful aid to us. Yeah. I I think too, that's a really good point. I think too, you know, that's across the board. Like you could say that about, (laughs) you could say that about politicians, you can say, (laughs) you know, mass media companies. Um, it's not just, you know, astrologers. I think it's a guilt by association thing too, because, Mm. you know, in ancient times, the lines between certain practices, like, you know, things that are condemned in the Bible, like sorcery, divination, necromancy, fortune telling, um, you know, the lines between those practices and and where God stands on them were not always clear. Sometimes they were blurred. And that's still true today. Like there are, of course, many astrologers who are also other things and who don't believe in God. And the Bible's pretty clear on its stance there, but their knowledge of astrology in and of itself is not an indication of unbelief. This mm-hmm. is like a both and scenario. It's not a cause and effect. And so you know, astrology in itself and its purest form is a study of the relationship between the cosmos and humanity. It's a calendar. It's a weather vane. It's a relationship. So does everyone who practices astrology also practice um, witchcraft and, and worship Satan? Like, no, of course not. And does everyone who practices witchcraft and worship Satan also study astrology? Also, no. 
And do many astrologers believe in God and call themselves Christian and believe that the study of all creation is a gift from God? Absolutely. And so I think in that context, astrology is no different than marine biology or botany. Um, I think the real problem is that the cosmos are considered esoteric and a little bit taboo because we associate God and heaven with things unseen right? With the eternal realms. And I love even that your book is the unseen realms, your series. And so, you know, up in the sky, like, whereas the study of things on earth feel less threatening because they mostly encompass that which we can see and explore and understand with our senses. There's so much of the universe that lies beyond our reach and beyond our awareness. And I think that's what generates fear in some and curiosity and awe in others. Um, yeah. I mean, does that, is that, am I on track? Does that make sense? Yes. That was all just beautiful. <laughs> you just hit home on so many points. Yeah. I was just sitting here nodding my head, like, and no one can see that, but I'm just going, yes, yes. Uh-huh. All the things she just said a hundred percent. Yeah. To just, to dispute that the natural and the supernatural are inextricably linked is just fallacy. Right. Like, I I think that the study of that connection is what intimidates people. Because the other thing is like when we say that astrology explores the effects of the planets on the earth or the relationship between, you know, the cosmos and humanity, it's no different than saying that the moon's gravitational pull in its different phases affects the tides of the oceans all over the earth. That is an indisputable scientific fact. Okay. Go fact check it. I mean, So if the moon all the way up in the sky can affect the oceans here on earth, of course, the energies of, of, you know, the rest of the universe can, um, you know, show up and, and interplay beautifully with what's going on down here. Um, And so it's no different than understanding the effects of certain ecosystems and weather on our individual like regional climates and even on our health and moods. I mean, we have seasonal allergies and seasonal depression related to that stuff. So mm-hmm. I, I, I just think if people could rip off the bandaid maybe and, and get out of that fear mongering mindset that, you know, maybe they didn't even choose that mindset. Maybe it was inherited or passed down to them. Yeah. Um, just investigating your own beliefs isn't going to hurt you. You might still decide to stick with what was passed down to you or what you thought initially. And that's fine, you know, but, but then you have the concrete knowing of, I have decided this for myself. I believe this fully. I'm not just, you know, wistfully going where I'm told. And I think you touched on something really important. So I'm going to just slightly circle back. It's really funny that you touch on the unseen realm and that whole, well, yes, reality that we can see and the unseen realm, you know, they coexist and they go hand in hand. And that is something that I've always found from a young age was almost just so confusingly messed up in our church experience. You know, of course we are very quick to admit, we believe in God. He is unseen. He is real. We believe in him. Yes. We believe in angels, but if you ever tried to talk about communicating, really, really communicating with God or receiving a message or having some type of experience or talking on the flip side of that coin about 
a negative entity that also exists in the unseen realm, then all of a sudden, like everyone skids to a halt and it's like, <laughs> like, excuse my sound effects, but no, no, no. Like now you're being weird. We don't like, of course we believe in God and angels and they're unseen and it's beautiful. But if you start to really bring it full circle and say, well, yes, if you believe in the evil though, I mean, believe in the good, you must also admit that the evil exists as well. There's a flip side to that coin. It makes people really uncomfortable, especially in the church. And so I found that I think what has happened over time, at least in my experience with my personal experience in Southern Baptist um, churches is that the spirituality and the unseen realm is just totally disconnect. It's like, let's just pray to God in this one way that seems very safe and superficial and sing our verses to worship him. And that's it. Like Mm -hmm. we are not touching the unseen realm, whether it be good, whether it be bad, like we're just pretending it doesn't exist. And I think that is a complete disservice to everyone's religious experience and spiritual experience because they go hand in hand. I mean, you have the trilogy, um, the father, son, Holy spirit, hello. There's like literally spirit in one of their names. And yet we are so disconnect from this at this point, it's mind blowing And I think that was one of the things that really piqued my curiosity even more when I started writing um, my first book and and it it did. I think I got to a point where actually I got really interested and I thought, why is this so taboo? Why is it so unokay to talk about the devil or evil spirits Mm -hmm. or any of these things And we only talk about God in this very, I don't even know this, this, this way that we've made him unmagical, you know, unethereal, like, it's just, I don't know it for me. And so I went on this little journey and I read so many, as many things as I could get my hands on that were written. Like I wanted to know, and I also like went deep into my Bible for the first time ever. And can I just tell you guys, (laughs) if you have not ever like really just read the Bible, not just flipped through and found a verse, like trying to feel good, like almost affirmation, like, and like praying and crying when you have a hard time and pulling on it, then like literally just sat down and read your Bible. It is crazy. (laughs) (laughs) It is crazy. And then I'm having these mind blowing epiphanies here at like mid thirties or whatever going. I just, I don't even know where to start. This is like a whole other tangent. Actually, I'm probably going to put a pin. in. (laughs) I know. I feel like this could launch into, I was about to just like launch it and we don't need to go there right now. Maybe we will do this in another, um, or I could do it in a solo episode or something, but that, yes, I'm totally getting off topic. We'll circle back around. I'm pulling myself back in now, <laughs> back to astrology. Do you have any comments on that? Well, I'm, I think it's so great that you highlighted how we've made God so unethereal and so ordinary. It's almost like, you know, we have to make him, we have to ground him on earth, make him like us in order to, be comfortable, you know, in our limited human perception. And it's, I think for me, the question is why can we not have spirituality and religion together? 
-hmm. Why can they not overlap? Why can't they be the same thing? Why can't your religion be spirituality, you know, and what it means to you? And it's because um, all of our programming and conditioning tells us that, you know, it's, it's not both. And it's one or the other, it's black and white. And I don't know how much time we have left, but I think it's really important to note that what most people don't understand about astrology is that it's not some crystal ball wielding fortune telling thing. It's based on the study of a birth chart as a geocentric map with creation at the center, not the sun. So if the sun were at the center, it would be heliocentric. Okay. So many of those ancient cultures that I referenced earlier in our conversation were heliocentric in their practices of worshiping the sun, which by the way, Jesus is called the light of the world churches face East. You know, a lot of times when, especially in like old Hebrew temples of people will only pray facing East. So that's a whole other conversation, but astrology doesn't worship anything, nor is it a belief. It's merely an observation of the relationships that exist between all facets of God's creation. And so if we're looking at your birth chart, um, from the perspective of you here on earth as a baby, looking up at a, um, you know, looking up at the sky flattened, right? Like a two-dimensional flattened wheel. Okay. Around you, you like creation is at the center of that, not the sun. We don't place the sun in the center of the birth chart. And so I feel like a lot of conservatives, whether they're Christian or Southern Baptist or Catholic are hardwired to fear astrology um, because of this, like, I don't know, false label, this misnomer that it's gotten as some sort of sorcery, um, which it's simply not, but it's just like, it can illustrate likelihoods and patterns exactly like meteorology can. It can tell you when to pack sunglasses or a jacket, but never that you'll definitely need them or how to react to the weather. It never takes free will out of the equation. In fact, it's a tool that teaches us that the natural processes of the earth are to be respected and that conditions are always changing. And so if anything, it's really here to, I think, guide someone back to their intrinsic nature, guide someone back to the truths that they hold inside who they were at the very moment of their God-ordained creation. Um, And I think in this manner, it can strip us from harmful conditioning and beliefs that might lead to some of our earthly suffering. Yes. Well, I'm so glad that you touched on all of that. That was so beautifully said. Um, And yeah, I'm glad you also said something about the clock. I'm looking at it now and we are creeping in on an hour and I want to be really respectful of your time (laughs) and our listeners time. So maybe this is a really good place to just stop this conversation. I feel like we could keep it going for a long time, but as just a taste, you guys of, you know, allowing yourself the opportunity to revisit something you've been told your whole life and actually examine it. I think this is a great place to start and thank you so much. You have just been such a pleasure to chat with today. And as always, I just probably going to need to go take some ibuprofen. I was just sitting here nodding my head like, yes, yes, yes. All the things, everything you say, is just so beautiful and it hits home. And I'm just so appreciative of your time and your expertise. And 
I will make sure and leave links in the show notes for everyone so they can connect with you because I know they will want to, um, especially if they're not like super new on this journey, or maybe if they are, because for, for me, you were the perfect gateway because we having come from such similar religious backgrounds, I felt very comfortable. Um, and then I just, I just could tell. I could just read you. And I was like, oh, she's such a good person. I just Aww. trust her. And <laughs> I don't get that vibe with everyone, but when I get it and I'm, I just, the more I trust it, the better it serves me, but yes. So everyone will want to connect with you and thank you so much again for this. This was such a good conversation that I think was long overdue. And I hope everyone enjoys listening. And if you guys have questions, anything you would ever maybe want us to do in a follow-up, definitely shoot me a message. Um, let me know if anything resonated with you today, or if you did walk away today with a bigger question that you would love to examine. Um, cause I think this is always an ongoing conversation that you can continue to learn more about and grow through. And yeah, but thank well, you so much. Yeah, let's maybe schedule a part two, um, talking about a little bit of where this might where these concepts might intersect with the patriarchy and societal conditioning and even the containers that we've been in together and kind of how they've unfolded and, and reinforced some of the things that you've seen in your own life play out. Oh, we should definitely go there. We will do that because that will be a juicy one too. They're just yeah, more juicy. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when you get to start pulling in all the personal examples and showing the full circle moments for people. I think it can be, you know, almost easier to absorb that to see someone else having walked it and lived it and gone through it. And just, you know, not just having Bible verses thrown at you, you did a beautiful job of giving this to us. And I think a lot of people, and especially, you know, even me and my husband in the beginning, you need that reassurance that, you know, it's all rooted, it's all documented, it's all there. And you're not straying and doing something totally kamikaze ish. <laughs> but um, thank you so much again. I'm going to let you go. Um, my little Southern, I'm gonna let you go now. Thank you so much. And everyone make sure and connect with Jess. I will put all of her links in the notes and until we meet again, girl, thank you. Thank you so much, sweet friend. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Nothing lights my soul up more than sharing the deeply impactful tools and rituals that I've gathered along my own journey. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with someone you love and be sure to subscribe. It's absolutely free and will ensure that you never miss out on the latest. I love connecting with my readers and listeners. So reach out to me on Instagram. Let me know what topics you'd love to have covered in future episodes. If you're looking for a dreamy fantasy read, book one of my debut series, The Unseen Realm, is available now on Amazon. So be sure to grab a copy of Eyes on Fire today. You can find all the links you need in today's show notes. Our time together has come to an end. So until we meet again, take good care of yourself and look for the magic in every day.